I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. Whew. Dog Nation. These are some of those days in the news business where you just try to keep the tra- the train on the train track. Try to stay on the rails. Um, everybody got some breakfast news this morning about Dylan Riola and what was kind of the best sort of not well-kept secret in the state of Georgia, how Dylan Riola, there was the really strong possibility. I think going back at least the last three to four weeks, I started hearing about it right around uh, the middle of May. You hear about that then in the uh, right around the Memorial Day weekend is when every high school coach was hitting up my phone, asking me about it, hearing about it whatsoever. But it became official today. I guess that's what we're going to headline and title our show today. But first of all, we've got a lot to get into today. We've got Dylan Riola news. We got reaction. We got a Dog Nation conversation with both Dylan Riola and Ryan Puglisi. We got a preview on all the official visitors this weekend. We got five quick takes for Georgia football. And we also got a lot of stuff to get to. Let's start with five really quick takes. I want to, this is such a loaded show. I'm going to have to have a little giddy up in my step and in my pace. So you guys will be like, all right, Jeff, shot clock, shot clock, shot clock. By the way, this is Before the Hedge is brought to you by Kroger. I'm your host, Jeff Sintel. Thank you guys for joining us on Facebook here on Wednesday night. Thank you, YouTube. Thanks to you, the folks that are be joining us on our podcast, on your favorite streaming platform, Apple Podcast Platform, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, folks on Twitter, folks on YouTube. Hope I've covered everybody. Folks on the Dog Nation homepage. Let's jump into a very big show. Uh, this is what Miss Mansell likes to talk about when we go before our big five. We got a quick five, and everything's going to feel like really quick today. Everybody, put five in the air. Put your hands in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. I think this week, uh, one quick thing is the linebacker picture at Georgia. I think it will become a lot clearer after the official visits this weekend. Um, there's a young man, a five-star recruit um, from the state of Texas, Justin Williams, who will take his official visit. I think that will be key. I think there's another key official at the linebacker position as well that will take his official visit. And then last week, I thought two very big uh, official visits were from Chris Cole and also uh, Christopher C. Jones. Very cool news to come out uh, right there from a couple of those guys. And I think that it sounds like to me that Georgia um, might be the leader now for a couple of the guys that just took their recent official visits. We'll get into that. Another quick thing is, folks, I don't know if you guys know what you got with DeMello Jones. DeMello Jones was out at the OT7, uh, 7-on-7 championship tournament in Orange County last weekend. Put on a show, played a lot at corner. Georgia sees him as a versatile guy. And a lot of the national guys got to see the pride of Swainsboro back there patrolling the secondary. DeMello was a ball hawk. He's already rated as the nation's number six safety. Georgia likes him a lot at corner. But I think you're going to see that ranking continue to goose up for DeMello Jones. He might be a top 50 overall prospect type 45-50 overall prospect besides all, when all that stuff's said and done. Stock up on him. And what's that um, – What's that Dennis Green meme? You know that clip from way back when when he was coaching? I believe the Cardinals may have been the Vikings. Well, they are who we thought they were. Well, that was Ellis Robinson. The five-star corner looked like the nation's number one corner by far at that same OT7 tournament. He had viral highlights. He stalemated Jeremiah J.J. Smith, the five-star receiver, the number one receiver in the country, the Ohio State commitment on several plays. Um, looked very much his equal, looked in comfortable command, uh, locking down his side of the field. He's about six foot feet, about 185, real long arms, long arms, kind of those go-go gadget arms. I think Georgia definitely has the number one cornerback in the country and a true five-star corner. I think this is the best pure cornerback prospect Georgia has recruited in some time. Love A.J. Harris last year. I love a lot of the players they've gotten recently. But I think even stretching back to – you go back to before Keely Ringo, you're talking about a guy, Ellis Robinson, who's one of the top five players in the country right now. Certainly looks the part. Fifth thing in our quick five before it comes to the big five, folks, there is no such thing as a Buford curse. There you go. Buford curse in the University of Georgia Bulldogs. No such thing. We're going to start forward with our big five right now. And, of course, we got to talk about the lead item on the show. That is Mr. Riola 
to the Buford Wolves. Been hinted about, been heard about. We had our ear to the grindstone, listening for things. Riola is now a Buford Wolf. Makes sense for a lot of reasons. Uh, we put up a great, put together a great graphic to kind of go through the bullet points right here. The first one is, I think, this is great for Dylan Riola, the football player. And I think every choice a young man makes has to be centered around his development. I think this really helps. The, the leap from Arizona high school football to Georgia high school football, best in the country. I do believe the best high school football in the country is played in the state of Georgia. And Buford plays that brand of football as well as anyone in the country. I think they've got 13 state titles. I think my latest math going back 20 years is they made it to the state semifinals in 18 of the last 20 seasons, something like that, maybe 17 out of 20. And I think that jump is going to help him adjust to his freshman year at Georgia, speed of the game in the SEC. Folks, you might not be aware of this, but there are three five-star prospects on the Buford team just in the senior class right now. My latest math, and we always want to trust journalism majors and talk show hosts with math, but my latest math has now 11 Buford Wolves with an offer from the Georgia Bulldogs. That is phenomenal. Second big thing is this, folks that love the Georgia Bulldogs, you're really going to love this move because, number one, if somebody big wants to come in and visit Georgia on a weekend, well, now Dylan, who has made the move, his first day was today at a padded camp for Buford High School. He's going to begin his acclamation for both him and his younger brother. His family has signed a lease on a house in the Buford City Zone. That is a bona fide move, but... If, if he wants to get to Georgia for a night game, if he wants to get Georgia for a 1 o'clock kickoff game, he can now do that. He doesn't have to take the three-hour flight from Arizona and then lose three hours on time zone jump and then have maybe a two-hour commute from the Atlanta airport. Much easier, I think I was told today, that his new door, doorknob, his new home, his new home driveway is one hour and four minutes away from Sanford Stadium and the Buttsmere Complex. Much easier for him to come on an unofficial visit weekend. Much easier for him to recruit for this program for every stinking home game uh, that the dogs will have this year. And one of those things Dylan Riola told me when we were out at the Elite 11 is that it takes a lot of pride in recruiting for Georgia. He loves Georgia. He kind of estimated that he's taken like 70, 65, 70, 80 phone calls or FaceTimes or texts recruiting, calling guys, working to build the number one class in the country for the University of Georgia. Third thing is it's a great move for the long term for the Riola family. Not only is it for this season when he was facing a five-game suspension from the Arizona Interscholastic League where he was going to have to – he'd made a move. Hardship case was not expected or trended to go in his favor. Lawyers were going to be involved. He was looking at maybe having to sit out a minimum of two or a maximum of five games during his senior season. That didn't really make a lot of sense for Dylan Riola and his development. Didn't make a lot of sense for Pinnacle High School and their needs as well. So now probably when I, when I was talking to his father, Dominic Riola, today and over the last couple of weeks, one of the things that you have to remember is I don't think this move takes place unless – uh, the Arizona High School League was potentially handing him a five-game suspension. We'd have to sit out five games before he would become eligible. I think that opens the door to start thinking about Buford. The other thing that makes a lot of long-term sense is his younger brother, Dayton Riola, is a very emerging, accomplished 2026 quarterback prospect. He's got the family arm that comes from his mother, Yvonne, the great uh, water, polo water polo player in college. That's where you get the big arm from. Not dad, who played 14 years in the NFL, but mama, who could throw that water polo uh, ball a country mile, uh, throw that thing a long mile. Great arm. That's where the Ryle, the family, attributes Dylan's arm to. And then I know a lot of people are going to say this, and a lot of people are going to chirp. Four high schools in four years. First of all, this was a vetted move. That means the Riola family talked to Bryce Young and his pam Bryce Young's family. They talked to Tua Tagovailoa and his family. Those families made the move where they moved to acclimate to the SEC. The family came and followed him, so they would much better be able to track their son's career. They made the move. And also, there are four schools in four years. And if I want to kind of categorize and give you guys the reason and rationale for them. I've listened to the situation. I've listened to the story. And it really sounds like to me, every move there was made in the best interest of the Riola family. Think about this for a second. 
Dominic Riola, a multi-time All-American in Nebraska, played 14 years in the NFL. He has the means. He has the, the blessings of a great occupation playing in the NFL for 14 years where he can move his family like this and he can you know, uproot his family, so to speak. The first move was coming out of the pandemic when the family made the move to be closer to their oldest daughter, Taylor Riola, who was going through her first year at TCU as a freshman volleyball player. It also afforded him the ability with two sons that had never played quarterback before. I think one thing people don't get about the Dylan Riola story is Dylan had never played quarterback at all until his freshman year. That was a JV year in Burleson, Texas, where he was being trained by John Kitna, the former NFL quarterback. Made a lot of sense for the family to move. After two seasons then, the family wanted to move to get back to Arizona. He played last year at Chandler High School and went 9-3. and three for Chandler High School, and then he hoped to make the move to uh, Pinnacle High School, a bigger program uh, in the Phoenix area, and they made that move back in February, expecting them to get uh, clearance, immediate clearance. That didn't happen, and then this next move makes a lot of sense for him developing his senior year at Buford, makes a lot of sense for the family to track his career at Georgia, makes a lot of sense for Dayton Riola's career as he will uh, spend three or four years now in the Buford High School program developed in, and then the family can also watch both boys on Friday and Saturday night. That right there, first, first spot of our big five, and that is A to Z, everything that we think you guys need to know about the Dylan Riola move to play for Buford High School. And he's coming to Georgia six months early, and I know for all you Georgia high school football fans out there that saw the social media, saw the text alert, saw the app alert from dognation.com, Probably around 8.15, 8.10 in the morning. Well, that was a big batch of breakfast news. Whew. Second up, we got our second part of our big five. Put two fingers in the air. We're coming back from uh, Lead 11 with a lot of video. I know you've seen a lot of that so far on our Dog Nation YouTube cha channels. Now, check this out. This is a Dog Nation conversation with the man of the day, the biggest high school sports story in the state state of Georgia right now, maybe even in America right now. That's Dylan Raiola, the five-star quarterback. You want to get to know Dylan a little bit better? Do you want to see some highlights from the Elite 11? Let's do that right now here on Before the Hedges. Dylan, credit for my own. You never played quarterback until ninth grade, right? Yes, sir. What does it feel like to time warp to this right now? And I think it's a JV game. You got to figure out if you can play at all. Yeah. To where you are now. What's the, looking back on that? What do you think about that journey? It's been a special story. Um, you know, hopefully keep keep building this quarterback journey. And, you know, the story keeps going on. But uh, you know, that was the first game was definitely nervous. Um, I had. It was virtual school, so I, I'd get all my schoolwork done early, and um, I had you know a little bit of afternoon to take a nap. Um, you know, I slept about an hour and a half. My mom came in and she told me to wake up. I didn't want to get up. I'm like, I got a game to get to, and you know, I could tell she was nervous. You know, now we talk about it, she was nervous, but just to see uh, everybody in my family um, just help me get to where I am. You know, it's it's not a one man race. It's a it's a whole community. So. Uh, you know, I can't thank my family, you know, my support staff uh, for, for getting me to where I am today. What was your first throw? First throw, it was a two-by-two. Two. It was a little go ball. I threw it. It was a 38-yard completion. So I I remember I got the snap, and I just I, I seen the corner sit. So I closed my eyes, and I threw it. And, uh, and that's, that's when it all kind of kicked off. You've got great mechanics and natural life to your football, but – you started playing quarterback in ninth grade. Is that the baseball background, I'm assuming? Yes, it's definitely the baseball background. Um, and I think just having the right people train me, uh, that's been, been key. I've been fortunate to you know, work out with Pat Mahomes and, and his trainer. So uh, having having what he has, what Pat has to to his resources is, is pretty cool. I hear you mentioning a lot. Is that who you know you're Yeah, for sure. That you is, watch and, anybody else? Uh, yeah, I watch, I watch Josh Allen. He's a great quarterback, too. Uh, but, you know, I kind of hound in on Pat and what he does best. And uh, you know, it's an exciting guy to watch. You've worked out with him. I know this. You have a Pat Mahomes story. Did he tell you something? Did you watch his ball? Did you throw a route? Like, yeah. what's your what's your Pat Mahomes story? Yeah, so I, when I found out I was throwing with him, well, I worked out with him before that, and we went to the field after. 
But uh, we were all stretching in a circle. And, uh, you know, here, come, here comes Pat Mahomes after getting treatment. And he just sits down and starts talking to everybody. And I was like, there's no way Pat is just sitting down talking to like, This dude just came off winning the Super Bowl. And, uh, I mean, I wanted to compete with them. Like, I wanted to do the, you know, change of direction stuff. But, uh, you know, I kind of had to just watch. And then, you know, when we got out to the field, I was expecting to, you know, hop in the rotation with them. But once he started throwing, I'm like, I'm just going to watch, you know. I need to be a student of the game, learn what he does. And so, you know, he would take take about four or five reps. And then he would just say, all right, you're up. Like, throw me in a fire. And, uh, and that was a pretty cool moment. To cool. Have. When was that? It was uh, last summer. How many down low phone calls do you think you've made or text on behalf of this class? Uh, is it, There's been a good bit. 30, 50, Oh uh, Yeah, there's been about 65 to 70 maybe. Uh, maybe more, honestly. I don't know. But I think it's just special to recruit for such a special program like Georgia. Um, it's what Coach Smart established and really what draws people to the University of Georgia. One of the things that's often brought up about Riola is how easy it looks, effortless. He has that easy gas. How often does he ever really muscle up or throttle up on the ball? It looks like I'm not ripping it. Uh, sometimes it may feel like that for me too. Um, but I think it's the force generated from the ground up um, that kind of, you know, what, what people say it makes it look easy. Um, I'll muscle it up if I have to, but honestly, it's, it's really just getting my feet anticipating the throw and, and put in the spot to let a guy make a play. I know you got to make the big long throw that everybody loves to see today. And, you know, there were some loops and walks and, and yells and screams after you let it go. You know, what's kind of the, your reaction to that, being able to kind of come out here and showcase some of your arm strength? Yeah, it was, it was cool um, to have, have a big crowd like this. Um, you got the pro day. Everybody's watching you. Um, I think it's just really a small sneak peek to college. You're going to be on way bigger stage than this. But, uh, yeah, it was cool uh, to just be able to showcase my arm talent, uh, let a few go, and uh, it's been a fun experience. Yeah, it simulates a lot. You know, I mean, you got to wait. You got to wait your turn. You got to you gotta wait for, you know, you got to wait for a lot of things to happen. So, you know, when, you're, when your time's up, and you got you know, you to be ready to deliver and then the snap of a finger. Dylan, I think there's 19 guys committed to Georgia right now in the class, and 11 of them were only taking one official. Mm -hmm. You're only taking one. Ryan's only taking one. A lot of guys. How is that possible in this age where you can take unlimited visits? How do you think Georgia's able yeah. to do that? It's crazy, honestly. When I heard it came out, I was like, wow, that's crazy to take unlimited officials. But, I mean, it's it's a fun process. You know, it's what you train for your whole life um, to be able to go see these places. You dream of it. So... Uh, there's a few guys that, that we need to go get, guys that we need to nail down in, but um, from the class we have right now, it's a bunch of great guys. You know, everyone talks about the talent and, and how, how good they are, but, you know, you really dive into the, to the person each one of these guys are, and, um, you know, I could say I love each and every one of them. You know, it's, it's going to be a fun fun time when our, when our time is up. How much do you want KJ in this class? Man, I want KJ a lot. I, I worked on... No, I wouldn't say I, because it's not, it's not about me, but uh, George has been working on KJ for a long time. Uh, it's just a connection that, that we have. Uh, he's a funny guy. Uh, we, we can connect on so many levels, but, um, man, I want KJ really bad. So, KJ, come on, let's be a, be a dog, baby. Johnny told me that you're right working on him, too, man. You work on everybody, it seems like. Yeah. Who are you not working on? Yeah, it's... Like I said earlier, it makes it fun to recruit for such a great staff like Georgia. Um, the, the foundation they set with Coach Smart is established. I, I don't think there's a better place, better spot, better game day atmosphere than Athens, Georgia on, on a Saturday night. So I think if people want to come play at Georgia, uh, they'll come play with us. Um, but, you know, it's just a lot of fun getting getting to know a bunch of these recruits. Man, I always appreciate your time. Thank yes, you. sir. Go dogs. There you have it. That's seven good minutes there with Dylan Riola. You probably learned a little bit about him, how he's not the quarterback privilege. A lot of people might think this would just be this fall, his third season of varsity football. Still got a lot to learn, but that projectional ability, 6'3", 220, can spot the ball anywhere he wants to. We'll have a lot more uh, written words about Dylan Riola uh, 
later to come this week on Dog Nation, excuse me. But we are an equal opportunity show here with our quarterback commitments. The recruiting reporter walks straight down the aisle in terms of the objective coverage of both men. This is not like Fox News. This is not like CNN. This is not like your favorite political program. This is fair and balanced Dog Nation before the hedges. That was a great segment there with uh, Dylan Riola. Now, the my Puglisi folks out there, Team Puglisi, I don't know whether it's Team Puglisi, Team Riola. It's neither, none of the above. It's all Georgia Bulldogs here between these two guys. What was it like watching Ryan Puglisi here? Folks, I tell you what, very impressed with Ryan. The words that keep coming to my mind here about Ryan are makeup and talent. He's got it in spades. Great head on his shoulders. I think he's the perfect guy for Georgia to come in and compete. The whole culture at Georgia, the whole program at Georgia is built on competition, pressure. Pressure is a privilege. Here's five good minutes here with Ryan Puglisi here, the four-star quarterback commitment that's not going anywhere. Can't wait to be a dog. He impressed a lot of folks at the Elite 11. Check it out right here on Before the Hedges. You just got through the quarterback university, right? What's yep. the biggest chunk of knowledge you're going to take back with you? Um, their big word this whole entire trip was connection. And Coach Smart, that's his word too, connection, composure, all that, all those traits. And I really, I think a lot of these kids, almost everyone embraced that word connection here this week and building relationships that are going to last a long time. I mean, obviously, um, everyone can see out here that football part is not the problem. The mindset was really what they focused on here, learning what you can do that's going to prepare you uh, Mindset-wise, that's going to help you a ton on the field. So they forced pressure this week. And, you know, I, I bet you're looking at it as a high school kid like, oh, geez, yeah. is this for the cameras? But did any way you look at that, that they're actually doing you a favor this week by who you're following and who you're placed with and who you're throwing against? Do you see that bigger picture there? I do, yeah. But I think the biggest thing is to embrace it. And when you embrace competition, a lot of good things can come out of it. And you can learn so much about yourself and, and what, what's to come in the future. And I think that's a really big benefit once you learn to embrace everything that's been thrown at you. And um, I think pressure could be a really good thing if you use it the right way. Uh, but, yeah. Good answer. So you came here with a mission. I know you wanted to leave here to get better. What do you think is the biggest check mark you had for this week that you checked off? That's a really good question. There's a lot of things you can say about what, what you came, what you left with this this experience and got better from. But um, I mean, you can say their mindset, you can say their physical game, you can say relationships. But the biggest thing here, I think, was the relationships part of it. Um, you built all these big time, great relationships with these amazing quarterback gurus. Not even the coaches, but the athletes out here. Some of these kids are gonna go out there, be a first round draft, be first overall pick. So. Be able to hang out with these guys and not only hang out with them, but take knowledge from what they do. We're all playing the same position out here. And to be able to learn from each other has been awesome. So a lot of this stuff this week is kind of quarterback gymnastics, quarterback acrobatics. What's something that was really helpful to you or that you felt like, now this is real football and this is what I know how to do. This was comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. But like, what was this, that, what felt natural to you this week? Yeah, um, obviously uh, the pro day yesterday was really fun. All the events that we did were super fun. And I think talking to these coaches, you learn so much about yourself that you don't really, you didn't know coming in. Like they're looking at so much of the little things that you came out and you're like, wow, I really know what to focus on coming out of this event now. And uh, talking to Coach Coach Jordan Palmer, he helped me out a ton because like we went through all the logistics um, from breakaway over there on the, the the first day when we did all those throws and just the little things like I was locking out my front hip. Um, and I was that was taking away what my accuracy is. And if I do stop locking it out, then my accuracy is going to get a lot better. So learning little stuff like that. It's going to be hard for you to get to Georgia games because they're, your team plays on Saturdays. Yeah, I'll be at the night game. You'll be at the we night game? We don't play that game. That's the one day week where we can go on visit, so I'll be there. Are you going to come back in July for like the slip and slide cookout? Yeah, I'll, I'll be there for that too. Um, so you, I've always felt this probably the first or second time we talked. I told your dad this story. I don't know if you remember that was the time Tyler Williams was at his game. Yep. Cannons were going off in the background yep. every time they scored. I remember that. 
And I thought to myself, everybody notices your arm strength. Shoot a hole in this if I'm wrong here, but his mental toughness is actually the best part of your game. I would say, yeah, but I think that's the biggest part of everybody's game. Um, if you don't have mental toughness, what are you going to do? Like, this game is tough. And you're going to fail. You're going to hear be looked down on. You're also going to be looked high on. It's your job to handle that and, and do what you want with it. But I think when you stay the course and you kind of have a mindset that's steady like that, I think you'll be okay. Has this been the most pressure spotlight thing you've ever been in? I know you got the baseball background. Yeah. Has this stage been the biggest stage you've ever been on so far? Uh, I would say it's a it's a really big stage, but like you're not I know, kids out here aren't really looking at it like that. Like everyone out here is having a great time. That, that's what it is. We're having a good time out here. Um, so I would say yeah, it's a really big stage. Kids are out here competing, but I would say it's just this is an awesome time out here. But yes, to answer your question, probably one of my bigger stages I've played on. Figured out a roommate yet? I'm trying to get. I mean, Jay and Riddell are really close, so we're probably meeting him. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Ryan, man, stand-up guy, stand-up dude. Um, obviously great talking to you as well. Thanks for taking some time with us. Every day this week could be a little level. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. it. All right, Dog Nation. Like I said, we don't have any political commentary here, fair and balanced. I'm going to tell you this. How should you look at these two quarterbacks, two quarterbacks at the Elite 11 for the first time since, I believe, 2008? That was the 2009 uh, recruiting classes. That's 15 years ago. Zach Mettenberger, Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray ended up winning the Elite 11 MVP. Neither one of those two dogs won the Elite 11 MVP. This year, I think Raiola was pretty close to Alabama commitment, Julian Sayan, but Sayan just had an overall upper echelon, top of the mark uh, week. He had the best pro day. Uh, Raiola had the better seven on seven. But I think the way to look at it is this. It's kind of like trying to choose which one of those young men, just based off those interviews, and I've talked to them both at least maybe eight, nine, ten times by now at least. But the thing you take away is it's like trying to figure out, do you like the Georgia 2021 national championship team better or the 2022 national championship team better? Very hard decision. There are things, there's strengths, there's things you love about both. The great thing about covering Georgia football, the great thing about being a part of Dog Nation is you don't have to choose. Those two young men are going to be in the quarterback room for Coach Mike Bobo for the years to come, and them dogs are going to be so much better off for it, having that type of talent, those type of character kids in their room as well. Guys, that was three. Rayola to Buford, Rayola conversation, Puglisi to conversation. This thing is stuffed more than your great-grandma's Thanksgiving turkey or the turducken you got from the specialty meat market. Number four, oh yeah, we got some five stars to talk about this weekend. The official visit list, just kind of keep this big five train rolling on. You got official visitors this week. There are three more five stars expected into Athens this weekend. Potentially an unofficial visit from williams Winery as well. Look at that, Justin Williams. I told you earlier in the show, the linebacker picture is going to get a lot clearer after this weekend. Charles Lester's a guy, made a lot of trips to Georgia last year. He's a five-star corner. Doesn't feel like Georgia's the fit there. Feels like some other schools. Brandon Baker, you hear a lot with Oregon with Mr. Baker. The Dogs and Stacey Searles are going to shoot their shot this weekend for the nation's number one offensive tackle who finally uh, rose to fifth-star status, five-star status this weekend. A name to watch right here is Joseph Jonah Ajanye, the number seven overall defensive lineman, the number 40 overall recruit. He is teammates with Justin Williams. Those two guys both go to Oak Ridge High School out in Texas. Another giant human offensive tackle out of Texas in Michael Uni. Josiah J.B. Brown just picked up uh, some uh, crystal balls to Penn State this week. Big-time athlete out of New York, Edwin Spillman. That young man's out of Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee area. Another linebacker. Christian Clark, a guy that has some ties to Georgia, family in the, in the state of Georgia. Um, trending right now to Texas, but Georgia's going to get an official visit as well. Of course, Georgia already has Dwight Phillips, who could be seen as a hybrid back, wide receiver, slot guy. And then they got Chauncey Bowens, who just the dogs just flipped away from Florida recently at running back. Nate Frazier is another name that look, that looms there as well. He took an unofficial to Georgia recently. He's saving his official visit um, for during the season for his, from the running back spot. DeAndre Robinson, that's another big defensive lineman out of Jones High School in Orlando. Ori Williams, that's another huge 
uh, offensive line prospect also out of Texas. And Nemande Ogbogo, uh, another three-star defensive lineman, be a zero-tech. Shade, shade one-tech from uh, North Carolina. You know how Trey Scott gets down with those defensive linemen out of North Carolina. Love the evaluation here if Scott is bringing him in on an official visit. Three five-stars are in town this week. Four top 50 overall prospects and four top 100 overall prospects. According to my numbers, according to my math, this will put Georgia's official visit valley, official visit tally up to 46 after this weekend. Of course, some of these guys might fall off. This official visit group might change, but Georgia should be somewhere around 44, 45, 46 official visitors after this weekend. Guys, that is your fourth element of your big four. Moving on to number five, I got such a loaded show. Five quick things to know about Georgia football recruiting. Loaded show. We're going to try to hit you guys with these really fast. First one all is I spoke to four-star linebacker Christopher C. Jones last night. He has a final group of Michigan State, Florida, and Georgia. A lot of folks were thinking he was trending to Florida. He told me last night he has a committable offer, take it anytime you want it, from Glenn Schumann and the Dogs. And he told me that Georgia was his leader coming out of the official visit. That's after Florida made a lot of noise for him earlier in the year. There was the thought, you know, Demarcus Riddick, Georgia, Sammy Brown at Georgia, Joseph Phillips at Georgia. The waters have kind of parted a little bit. The window is kind of opened right there. And right now, really talented linebacker, number 44 out of the state of Virginia. The Dogs currently the lead for Jones coming out of his official visit. He told me he has not made his final decision yet, but he is looking to make his commitment sometime in July with the rest of the free world that wants to take uh, their make their commitments known and go public with all those edits and announcements in the month of July. Another huge fireworks month, big boom month, where a lot of those silent commitments become official public commitments across the country, not just for the state of Georgia. Got to talk a little bit about Tay Harris, the 2025 uh, defensive back commitment out of Cedartown. Get this, Kirby Smart told him when they met with the family back on June the 13th that Nick gave a a vote of confidence. Nick gave Kirby Smart and the Georgia staff his stamp of approval for Tay Harris. Tay Harris is about six feet, 185 pounds. Del McGee first offered him. Will first invited him to come to a Georgia camp. Excuse me, let me get my information correct there. And then Will Muschamp offered him as a safety. Georgia sees him as a Malachi Starks-type safety. The big thing for there is Cedartown. Cedartown and Bulldogs, they go together like salsa and tortilla chips or hot fudge and vanilla ice cream. Um, Tay Harris, the big thing for here is he's a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. 10.73 in the 100 meters this spring. That was a laser recorded time. Tay actually told me 10.71 is as fast as he's ever clocked a 100 meters, and that's really fast for a rising high school junior. He told me, guys, this one's over. The dogs are it. That's where his city wants him to go. That's where his mama wants him to go. That's where his family wants him to go. That's where he wants to go. He doesn't need to go anywhere else. He's locked into Georgia. One thing to think about here, I think the offensive line uh, picture will become a lot clearer after this weekend. You're going to have a couple more guys come in. Brandon Baker's going to come in. I think Nair Daniels, the big, huge, six foot eight plus. 350-plus offensive lineman out of New Jersey. Everybody give a big-time clap there for uh, Fran Brown and New Jersey prospects. It seems like the Dogs own Jersey right now with all the prospects they want in the 2024 class. Another name to watch, we're on number four of my quick five, is Chris Cole. Think about that for a little bit, and that's the linebacker out of Salem, Virginia, 6'3", 215, a top hurdler. He was in the top five at a Nike meet and a national hurdles meet earlier this year, 6'3", 215, really loves Georgia, really senses an opening, really senses a vibe and a connection there in Georgia. And as crazy as this linebacker position has been, like let's say that Demarcus Riddick actually flips uh, to Alabama or Auburn, and he's – Riddick has stated that his final decision, even though he's committed, will come uh, June, July the 26th. That's on his mother's birthday. But I think an ideal Georgia closing sweep for the linebacker class, it could be Justin Williams this weekend, and then add a Christopher C. Jones and add a Chris Cole to that. And Georgia, again with Glenn Schumann doing great work here, doing yeoman's work, could have a pretty sporty linebacker group in the 2024 class as well. And last – 
and, not, and certainly least is what my, my buddy Brandon Adams would say. We're going to talk a little bit about the Florida Gators. We don't give the Florida Gators a whole lot of airtime on this program, but you know what? Florida is getting a lot of players. They've gotten their NIL movement together. They want to win. They're getting behind Coach Napier. I think they've got eight commitments over the last 12 days, a lot of 250 commitments. Folks, there are even people in the current Florida class. There are even prospects in the current Florida class. Let me get my terming right here. They could play for Georgia, that Georgia wanted. And credit to the Gators, because now with all these great players coming in, they might only be two years behind the Georgia Bulldogs in terms of roster building and championship development. Long way to go and catch up, but right now Florida has the number two class in the country thanks to an influx of commitments that Napier and the Florida staff have really looked to just strategically line up together to make a move to create some momentum for the Florida program. Now, look this fall, they're going to be hard-pressed to win seven games, but right now they have the number two class in the country, and that's about all we need to say right now about those Florida Gators. Um, all right. Show moves on. Let's take a look at our weekly stakes. We call them our table stakes, the things we feed you guys each and every week. I'm talking about top targets, and it is a different top targets list, I think. Uh, i got to thank Miss Mansell behind the glass because she has allowed me to make a couple of last-minute real-time updates over the last maybe one or two hours prior to our show for our top targets. We certainly do appreciate her hard work each and every week. Check out top targets right here. You've got a lot of things to look at. First of all, you're going to say, Jeff, what's up, man? Jeff, what's up? Where's Jeremiah J.J. Smith? Don't feel comfortable putting him in there right now. I think he's going to stay on the off the radar. But right now, I think there are 13 more names, I think, that need to come closer to your attention, that you guys need to lean in a little bit closer and think about. Also, no Edric Houston on this list. A guy that was at one time named the number one top target for a couple months here in this class a guy that Georgia really need to have, really needed to have. It looks like things in Georgia probably not going to work out. He had a great visit to Ohio State this past weekend. That's why off the radar, still going to keep Edric Houston. But a name where Georgia can kind of close and do a lot of things, Williams Winery, that's the guy to Lee Summit, Missouri. Uh, he's really close, or at least he knows Jaden Riddell very well. That's the Georgia tight end commitment. Those two guys are only live like maybe 30, 45 minutes apart, if that, depending on traffic. He's in the list. He could even show up this weekend on an unofficial visit. We move Christopher C. Jones into the top, the top targets list. That's a young man out of Fairfax, Virginia. We discussed why earlier in our Big Five, Justin Scott. A lot of people are proclaiming that um, – a lot of reports out. He's even being quoted as saying Miami is still his leader. But I like Georgia uh, to continue to work to recruit him very hard. Justin Scott, a five-star defensive lineman out of Chicago, Illinois. Same thing. I think Aiden Breland had a great official visit this past weekend out of modern day. Some, some, some services now have him as a five-star. Chris Cole spoke about him earlier. Chris Cole got the offer from Georgia and immediately scheduled his official visit. Uh, Schumann even um, made sure that Dylan Riola knew that he was at the Elite 11 that day, wanted him to talk up the dogs. Chris Cole, you'll see his story on Dog Nation soon if you haven't already. Chris Cole actually wore a Georgia shirt to the Elite 11. Nair Daniels, that's the offensive tackle out of Oradell, New Jersey. Um, Don Bosco Prep, the guy that just took his official visit. Stacy Searles like, likes those massive, large human beings, and that certainly qualifies there. Daniel Calhoun, another offensive lineman. He's taken his official visits. I believe he's been to Tennessee lately. I think Georgia and Alabama, still schools to look for right there. He took an official visit to Texas as well. Jordan Ross, another guy that took his official visit this month. If you want to think who's the best potential edge target for Uzo Deribe and the Wolfpack in this class right now, to me, it feels like Jordan Ross as Georgia continually tries to add some pass rush. Justin Williams, he's an official visitor this weekend. The number one linebacker in the country, folks. Wouldn't it be such a Georgia thing for them to miss out on the number two linebacker in the country and maybe see him flip to Alabama or Auburn and Demarcus Riddick to lose Sammy Brown to Clemson? to see a guy that they thought, the staff thought they had, and Joseph Phillips out of Alabama choose Auburn. And then Georgia's backfill, or Georgia's, what are we going to do now? What's the class going to look like? They could close with the number one linebacker in the country, Justin Williams. Nathan Frazier, that's the big play tailback out of modern day high school. Got a lot of DeAndre Swift-type elements to his game. I don't think that's the exact 
parallel comparison, but Nathan Frazier, home run hitter. Nathan Frazier actually split time last year with Jordan Davison, the number one running back in the country for 2025 at modern day. That's how stacked that backfield is, so he knows how to split up some carries. Number three, Carter Nelson. Huge visit this weekend. I think it will tell the tale of the Carter Nelson recruitment. Will the Nebraska official visit convince him that Maybe he doesn't need to play in the SEC. Maybe he needs to stay home, even though Lincoln, Nebraska is about four hours away from his home in Ainsworth, uh, maybe four and a half hours away. Will he get developed like he's seen Brock Bowers get developed at Georgia? I think it's a crucial official visit. Um, the four-star tight end would probably be seen as a pass catcher or a wide receiver or receiver threat primarily in Georgia's class. Another guy, Joseph Jonah Johnye, he told me, on his unofficial visit to Georgia back in the middle of May, that he said this might be the place over and over several different times. He loved being at Georgia. This is a penultimate official visit for Joseph Jonah Ajanye after he just visited Oklahoma on his official this past weekend. Uh, Joseph Jonah Ajanye, teammates with Justin Williams, and he ju- he's always told me that his dream school has been the University of Georgia growing up out in Texas. And then the last one, K.J. Bolden, Buford, Georgia. A lot of Buford rolling on right now in this, uh, this Buford-heavy, Buford Wolves show. I think some folks out there that root for the Kelly Green might be enjoying all this Buford talk in the class. K.J. Bolden is now not the only five-star uh, <clears throat> five uh, in, the, in the class at Buford that um, Georgia would certainly like to have. There's Edrick Houston, and there's also now his teammate, Dylan Riola, in his ear every day. KJ's a great athlete. He's going to play receiver for Buford as well. So Riola will be throwing balls to uh, KJ this year. And, you know, one of the things I heard just through the grapevine, I had a source tell me that, yes, Dylan Riola really wants to play with KJ Bolden at Georgia. But I also heard that part of the recruiting effort to get um, Dylan Riola to Buford was kind of shepherded and led by K.J. Bolden, those two have a great connection. You heard Dylan Riola say that early in the program. If you're just joining us, go back and miss it because we had a great A to Z conversation from the Elite 11 with Dylan Riola in the first block of our show. Guys, whew, those are your top targets. Let's look, to just, let's look at just off the radar. Just off the list, Brandon Baker taking his official visit this weekend. Look at all these stacked offensive linemen. Ethan Calloway, Jonathan Daniels, Marquez Easley. Those four names have all taken their official visits to Georgia this month. I will say everybody took notice of the Marquez Easley uh, tweet that he sent out this week where he named the top three, and Georgia wasn't in its top three. Continue to monitor that, Dog Nation. Continue to monitor that. I think sometimes recruits like to have fun with their process, not saying this is the process here for Big Easy Marquez Easley, but I'm still going to consider Marquez Easley to be a very strong contender to be in this Georgia class. We mentioned Edric Houston falling out of the top targets. C.J. Jackson is a guy. News coming out with C.J. Jackson this week is he has decided to wait until the season to take his official visit to Georgia. Amari Jefferson just took his official visit to Georgia this past weekend. Same thing for L.J. McCray. Cam McKell, very interesting. Cam McKell has decided that he might not make his decision until as late as June. He's not going to enroll early. He's going to run track at Statesboro High School. Uh, he's already taken his official visit to Georgia. He just recently announced the top 14. So I think Cam, Cam McKill's got a lot of meat left on the bone in his recruiting process. Casey Poe, I believe, just announced he's going to make his commitment on July the 12th, I think Alabama is huge there. I think Clemson is huge there. Georgia certainly has a shot, but the hope for Georgia is that official visit back in May, which was his first official visit, has resonated to some extent. DeAndre Robinson is in town this weekend for an official. Fletcher Westfall also took his official visit earlier this year. Jeremiah J.J. Smith, he's another guy that people are going to go, <gasps> yes, he's not on the top targets right now. I'm taking him at face value where he's saying he's not going to visit any schools Besides from Ohio State this month, he sounds locked in with Ohio State. Again, the Jeremiah Smith discussion is the same today as it was two months ago, as it was three months ago, is the only way I think the Georgia opening happens for Jeremiah J.J. Smith would be if Brian Hartline is no longer the wide receivers coach at Ohio State there in Columbus. Guys, that's your just off the list. Let's progress as we're trying to keep this show underneath some sort of mandate. There's your class breakdown right there. You're – your offensive class right there. You see um, 
two offensive linemen right now. That's certainly going to change. Two tight ends, three wide receivers, two running backs, and two quarterbacks. We heard from both of those guys today on Before the Hedges. Let's take a look at your punter, Drew Miller, who is, has an absolute cannon. I think his social media tweet recently was great where he hit like seven straight balls that had a five-second hang and that went over 50 yards on the average. Drew Miller, he just took his official visit to Georgia. Number one punter in the country now defensively. You see that defensive line get stacked up a little bit with back-to-back uh, defensive line commitments the last two Tuesdays. Linebackers in flux. We mentioned that on the show. Uh, lots of names that could fill that slot there at linebacker. Then you got Peyton Woodyard, Jalen Hayward just recently took an official visit to UCF in Central Florida, Ellis Robinson and DeMello Jones. That's your class breakdown on defense. And now we, we got to go to our prettiest five-star graphic we break out every week. Everybody loves that. It feels like it, it needs to be in a museum somewhere with velvet ropes around it somewhere. You've got 11 guys on offense, seven on defense, 13 out of state, six in state. Of course, that class is number one nationally. Folks, it's going to stay there, or I might stand on my head in a future edition of Before the Hedges. Look at the breaking breakdown right there. Georgia has three five-star commitments, four top 50 commitments. Those numbers are certainly going to change. Nine top 100 commitments. That is incredible. 13 top 150 comment commitments right there. I think one graph, one thing stat, I think somebody on Before the Hedges looked up. If you took Georgia's class right now on June the 22nd, I believe, maybe I got my dates right, June the 21st, excuse me, I'm living one day ahead in the future here. Uh, if you took Georgia's class right now and called it a class and ranked it with all the other schools that finished last year in 2023, Georgia would have a top 10 class right now in 2023 just with 19 commitments and still several months left to go in the recruiting class, several big booms left to, left to go in the recruiting class. You see six commitments that are beyond the SEC footprint, 13 commitments in the SEC footprint, the most commitments from the state of Georgia. And Georgia, look at this, the offensive players among their five highest-rated commits. There's actually three guys. you got Dylan Riola, you got Jaden Riddell, and you got Nye Carr. You only have four offensive players among their ten highest-rated commitments, but that's the shift for this class. The class had to get more offensive Handed. It had to get more playmakers, more explosive players on offense. And that's what a player like Dylan Riola and Ryan Puglisi should bring the dogs with two marquee Elite 11 quarterbacks like that. Of course, all rankings there are derived from the 24 7 sports composite. And phew, that's the show. What's next? You think the show's over? Nope. Time for some live questions and answers. You got a question? I've been in the feeds a little bit, monitoring things here on Dog Nation. Again, this show is brought to you by Kroger. Uh, go to Kroger.com slash sign up for all your needs. Kroger, how many people like me made a mad dash over Mother's Day or wife's birthday or son's birthday to go to those aisles at Kroger and look for a good card? How many people have taken advantage of the Kroger boost where it's going to save you money on gasoline? It's going to save you money on a lot of things. When it comes to your grocery bill, it's going to get you free shipping. I'm going to tell you what, the month of June for me, I've had um, – my son's birthday, my wife's birthday, uh, all back to back. You know, Father's Day doesn't do any good right there when Father's Day is one day after your son's birthday. Your son deserves the spotlight on that. I wish I could show you the two great Father's Day cards that my kids made for me on Father's Day. Folks, my kids are still teenagers, and they are a blessing. They still wanted to make Dad a homemade card for Father's Day. Might be because they didn't want to go and fork over some of their hard-earned money or some of their spending money, but the thought remains as they took the time, they took the effort, and made the cards, and I wanted to do a special before the hedges salute to my, to my family, my son Kyle and my daughter Hannah for all that. Hannah Grace and Kyle Patrick. That's enough about me. Let's talk more about the Dog Nation recruiting class. Let's talk more before the hedges. You want to go live right now before the hedges? Sure you do. Go ahead. Let's go right now live. I'm back home in Woodstock. You get your questions ready. We'll be ready to go here on Before the Hedges. What's up, everybody? Live Dog Nation before the hedges. Busy day. Um, Actually, uh, the news from Dylan Riola, very interesting. Uh, Georgia picking up a commitment from three-star in-state defensive lineman Quintavious Johnson Jr. out of Mays High School. He's kind of dominating the news on the Georgia recruiting front over the last hour. He made a public commitment to Georgia maybe about 50 minutes ago, right after our show went live. Uh, you can read about it on dognation.com. Really interesting here. He's a three-star DL, uh, defensive end, lots of bend, lots of twitch. It's pretty funny. One of his huddle prospect pages 
listed him as a quarterback. That's because he was a former quarterback, maybe about 45 pounds ago. Um, he'd been to Georgia a couple times. He was offered back in April. He worked out today with his Mays high school team and became the 20th uh, member of the class, the Georgia class. Um, I think he's the ninth player from Georgia. Got to count Mr. Riola now as a player from Georgia as the uh, in-state commitments there. Um, works out. He had an offer back in April, but he made that offer committable with a great workout today in Athens. Um, Quintavious Johnson Jr., three-star defensive lineman. I think he's the type of player, when you see him on film, you see his ability, and you see that the national champions have extended a committed, committable offer and accepted a committable, committable offer. That goes to show you that not all three stars are created equal, and this young man has a very, very, very bright future. I would also say that um, also he was being recruited, picked up a lot of offers recently, Florida State, Georgia Tech. He had scheduled official visits as well to uh, Tennessee and South Carolina. He was at the annual scavenger hunt back in May as well with Joseph Jonah Adjanye. Uh, he was in the same group there. That's a really uh, impressive defensive lineman that's taking his official visit this weekend. Um, Barry Watkins has a funny comment. I'm checking it out in the stream. He says, uh, BA goes cruising, and then the news comes flooding in. Uh, question about Demarcus Riddick from JC. Uh, he's fast and he's a thumper. What is the weight right now? I got his weight somewhere right at 220 pounds. Um, Riddick is a guy who returns punts for his high school team. He's an overall playmaker. He's a linebacker. I think he's a guy that could get some special teams work right away in the SEC. He could probably start at Auburn. Maybe since um, some Georgia uh, reserves are going in to start at Alabama, he's probably a lot closer to the depth chart, the top of the depth chart, should he choose Alabama. He's committed to Georgia. He's been committed since last November. Oddly, we must remember and remind ourselves that he is making a final commitment decision in July 20, on July 26th. That would be his mother's birthday. So he's committed, kind of, looking around, kind of. Alabama and Auburn are both in his home state. Auburn is having a rejuvenation in terms of its recruiting spirit. And um, they're a contender. Alabama's a contender. Demarcus Riddick just took his official visit to, to Alabama this past weekend. He took his official visit to Georgia the first weekend in June. I think the linebacker position is really kind of soap opera-ish. Uh, to say the least, you got Chris Cole, you got Justin Williams coming in this weekend. You saw Joseph Phillips choo choose to go to Auburn. You saw Sammy Brown choose Clemson. And then you got uh, still a commitment there, a tenuous commitment there from uh, from uh, Demarcus Riddick. Randy Hall, good question. He's got a thought for which three inside linebackers do I think the dogs take? I think it's kind of iffy. I think there's a chance Georgia holds on to Demarcus Riddick. Uh, Georgia was the first. Georgia recruited him hardest, and Georgia's still recruiting him like he's uncommitted, and that makes it very important. But I think what Georgia and Glenn Schumann are doing is trying to line up their ducks in a row should the flip happen. I think the ideal trio that Georgia could go with probably would be two of these three names. Maybe they take three backers in this class if um, Riddick stays, but I know they really like Justin Williams coming in this weekend. Uh, they really like uh, Christopher C. Jones. One of the things we reported on this show is that Christopher C. Jones out of Virginia, top 10 linebacker, already 6'3", about 240, 230, 235. Uh, he says the dogs are his leader right now. He's coming down to uh, Michigan State, Florida, Georgia. Georgia is his current leader. He was really kind of uh, impressed, blown away, enthused by his official visit to Georgia this past weekend. There is a chance that um, there is a chance that uh, both linebackers or at least two of the three linebackers in the Georgia class would be from the state of Virginia. Uh, you know, the state's motto, Virginia is for lovers, but I guess Virginia is also for linebackers that Glenn Schumann and Kirby Smart want as well. Low Elo Joe, I love the name there. Question is really more of a statement that I agree with that the dogs are taking a commitment from a three-star right now, then he is vastly underrated, especially since he camped today as well. The dogs are taking a guy like that. They know he is great. One thing to remember, guys, the three stars. The three stars are guys that are going to start one day in a major college program. That's how good they are. There's nothing wrong with being a three star. In fact, you know, you see a lot of players that are three stars that go on to play in the NFL because there's a lot of them. They're just maybe experience, some refinement, some polish away from becoming a four star. In the case of Quintavious Johnson Jr., He's a six foot five, 255 pounder, former 
quarterback, great edge player, great athlete. So they really like what they like there. G Bama boy also says that Virginia is high for property taxes. Hey, Bama boy, I used to live in Virginia. I know what that means. Um, let me see if I can go through the um, questions here for what we see here on um, rivals. Mike Free, I hope you're enjoying yourself in uh, Pearl Harbor. Let me see. I had somebody have a question. Um, somebody had a question um, about, I uh, hope you could see the graphic, the state graphic. I, I think I saw somebody, uh, somebody make a question that they didn't think it was legible. Do you think we need to make the make the uh, map bigger, easier to read, zoom in? If you give me some clarity on that, we'll try and work with you to, to make a better product here. Randy Payne, how are you, man? Hope things are great in Tifton. Uh, Rigid Fly, Williams Winery is, uh, let's just say he could very well be in on an unofficial visit to Georgia. He could be canceling an official visit to another school. Looks like he wants to take another good look at the dogs. Uh, Daniel Calhoun, I think that decision is going to come down to Georgia or Alabama. Remember, we've learned that Georgia has two public commitments right now, an offensive lineman and one silent commitment. Alan Hampton, I saw your question right there. Uh, Thomas T-Bone, 1986. No, Georgia will not get a kicker. Georgia just got uh, a kicker. Peyton would ring in the last class. He was the number one kicker in the class. What they got this year is the nation's number one punter. You sense a theme for the nation's back-to-back -back number one team. Uh, William A. Camacho, do I think the defense in 2024 will be as good as the defense in 2021? I don't think they'll have as many star players. I don't think they'll have as many first rounders, at least not in one single draft. But I do think the 24 defense will be more well-rounded, uh, provided a guy like Michael Williams stays healthy. I think you'll have Georgia with playmakers at, at all three levels. They won't have to bring in 50-year seniors like uh, Latravius Brini and William Poole to play big minutes. Uh, down the stretch in the postseason at star. They won't have to uh, transfer in a Clemson uh, cornerback and Darion Kendrick to play the other corner. I think they'll be sound at both corners. I think they'll have two excellent All-American safeties, two All-American corners. The backers will be fantastic. And I think that the Georgia program in 2024 at all three levels will be a more sound and more overall more talented defense. And really, that'll be the year when – Georgia's 2023 class will all mostly be second teamers and very key cogs in the defense as sophomores. And uh, that unit, when you add everybody up, I'll probably estimate here, I think they'll probably have about six first round picks on that defense, considering the first, second, and third teams. Or at least day one, day two picks. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being a second rounder as well. Let me see. Anybody have any more questions? I'm going to see what we can do. Anyway, guys, we talked a little bit, bit about Quintavious Johnson. There's a story up on the site right now about Quintavious Johnson. There's a story up on this site about Chris Cole. It was really fun talking to him. Chris Cole, uh, 6'3", 215. Guys, he finished fourth in the Nike Nationals. He's a linebacker. Uh, some folks see him as the top player in Virginia this year. He's a top uh, 200 overall prospect, uh, took an official visit to Georgia this weekend. He's only made one B in his high school career. He wants to be a doctor. That one B came in uh, Spanish class. And I talked to him a couple times now. I get some serious N'Kobe Dean, uh, beautiful mind, brilliant mind, intelligent, keen mind vibes, the type of player that Georgia takes those tools. 6'3", 215, a former safety, can play inside or outside linebacker. And those are the type of athletes who's a hurdler that Georgia usually churns out and turns into first round or second round draft picks guys try to keep coming at you with busy jam packed, great shows. If you like the shows, uh, go visit your local Kroger. If you like the show, give us a, a like on your uh, social media feed, whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube or whatever, hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys continue to look forward to the content we produce each and every Wednesday on before the hedges. We save that, Puglisi interview. We saved that Dylan Raiola interview just for you guys to see it first here on Before the Hedges. Hope you guys enjoyed the program. I've enjoyed bringing it to you, being your maestro here on all things Georgia football recruiting. I want you guys to have yourself a great week. Have a blessed week. 
Hug the people you love. Love the people you love. Tell them you love them. I'm Jeff Sintel. Big day for the dogs. Dylan Riola, commitment from an in-state three-star defensive lineman. Uh, lots of great things going on in Athens, and we will cover it all for you each and every week here on uh, Dog Nations Before the Hedges. I'm Jeff Sintel. That's your intel. We'll see you guys again later on dognation.com. Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia who won't pick it. I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.